Hey everybody, welcome back. Hey everybody, welcome back. Hey everybody, welcome back. Hey, welcome back to our Odd Pod podcast. Don't do it. It's a podcast dedicated to the odd, the macabre, and everything in between. And everything in between. Everything in between. Table bumps, <laughs> nose snorts, burps, farts. No. All kinds of stuff. You guys are really missing out. We edit out a lot of stuff. <laughs> we had, There's actually a third member of our podcast team. We just edit out everything that they say. Yeah, they're the unwanted stepchild yeah. of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, Steve. <laughs> so. How you doing? I was about to ask you the same question. Well, I asked you first. Answer the question. I'm doing okay. Yeah? Yeah. I've had a lot of coffee. I noticed by the pre, uh, the pre, the sound test screeching that pierced my ear holes, You're like so many tiny daggers. Being dramatic right now. So many tiny daggers. Well, first of all, I am never dramatic. Never once in my entire life have I been dramatic. Really? Really? I'm very serious. All the time. Very stoic and all serious yeah. all the time. I don't sing or dance or do silly things. Ever. I don't buy $60 puppets off Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I must be confusing you with Steve. Yes. I'm an adult. I did. I was talking about uh, this recently purchased puppet with somebody like at work or something. Mm -hmm. And then I, the conversation was over and I'm sitting there. I'm like, I got to remember like. Not everybody's into weird shit like me. Not everybody knows that about me. Dude, I bought this totally sick puppet on Amazon. It's real cheap. So I tell people at work, I'm like, I'm sorry, you can just stop me whenever. I'm just starting to be too much yeah. for you. Like, you might have mistaken me for some other person, but mm -mm. I am, in fact, a weirdo. <laughs> Do we know if the ice machine's off? I have no idea. I'll turn it off. Yeah, in case you guys didn't know... Billy has certain requirements for when we record. One of them has to be that the ice machine is off. The microwave has to be cleared. And the oven light that I always leave on has to be turned off as well. First of all, I can't see the oven light from where I'm sitting. And only the microwave is weird. The ice machine is just for sound quality. Mm. Because if it starts to hum, you can hear it. Even when it drops ice. And when it drops ice, it also does this thing where it's like, <laughs> just like that. That's our ice machine. <laughs> that's exact. That's a perfect um, imitation of the ice machine. Spot on, really. Spot on. I gotta say, I made the best cold brew I've made in a while. Did you? Shit's fire. This is the weakest cold brew I've made in a while because I've been having that Javi stuff. Oh, yeah. But I'm having real concerns that I'm going to kill myself because it's a real caffeinated. If you keep microdosing your caffeine consumption. If I keep adding concentrated coffee to my concentrated coffee. Your 30 times concentrated coffee to your two times concentrated coffee. <laughs> yeah. That's like 60 times. For like a 17 times concentrated coffee. Yeah. Two Splendas, shake it up, drink it, and then I'm like on crack for the rest of the night or day or whatever. Yeah. Well, until the morning, and then I'm like, oh. Which I promptly die. 
Enough jibber-jabber. Enough jibber-jabber. I'm having fun jibber-jabbering. Oh, we'll continue. Are you guys not here for the jibber-jabber? Do you guys want to hear about how I met a vampire? Ooh, yes, please. Tell this. Why haven't we told this story yet? I don't. I, guys, I met a vampire. Okay, please tell this story. Okay, well, okay. I was at work. You guys may or may not know that I work at a Target. And I work near the front of the store in the Target. And so Target has automatic doors. It opens for everybody. It's never been an issue before. Guy walks in. Doors do not open. The cart wiper has to come over there and like stand there and invite this guy in before he the doors will open pretty much. So. Strike one. Strike one. Homie's a vampire. I was watching it happen. And I was like, oh, that's weird. So basically the cart attendant had, had to, to open the doors for them. And invite them inside. And was like, hey, come on inside. Okay. Before they were able to walk in all right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right and i was like wow that's weird then what a crazy random happenstance I, she thought literally mm -hmm. i was like oh, that's weird well okay so i work on the starbucks inside target if we want to get technical about it i thought you were dying no go ahead the person he stands in line which like you know vampires don't drink coffee or so we think but whatever that's, that's what not, they want us to think that's not the point the person in front of this guy orders something that I hate called a medicine ball or like a honey citrus mint tea. Well, Starbucks be going through it lately. She really hates it when you call it a medicine ball. That's, yeah, my personal pet peeve. Uh, we've Starbucks has been going through it for like the past couple of weeks, so we're out of lemonade. And I was like, I'm sorry, we're out of lemonade. And they order something else, I don't know. Some other drink. Some other drink. Some less annoying drink. Yeah. The guy behind them comes up. Same guy who couldn't get in the building without the card attendant was like what's a medicine ball he's like the drink from like the 20s and i was like no it's and i explained to him what the honey citrus mint tea is and he was like oh i thought it was like the drink from like the the 20s he's like i have to remember that it's not the 20s anymore he goes not the 2020s anyway i don't know it was just weird like he was referring to like the 1920s right when you first told me the story you said something along the lines of is that the drink from the 20s? And he's like, not the 1920s. The 2020s. Oh, yeah. I have to remember that we're in the 20s again. That's what he said, because I'm really bad at telling stories. but And yet somehow remembered literally everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Always I ruin the punchline. But this guy, as you just said, was like, I have to remember it's not the 20s anymore. And so I met a vampire. Clearly. Was it daytime? It was daytime. The vampires can go out during the daytime. They just don't have their powers. Well, the Bram Stoker's Dracula movie would lead us to believe that, yes. Mm -hmm. So I met a vampire. Mm -hmm. I always thought that was a cool little uh, thing that seems to get glossed over a lot, that Dracula was just kind of cruising around in the daytime sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, he looked not old, but... Yeah, how old did he look? Like, early 40s, maybe? Yeah, like, early 40s. Mm-hmm. It was wild. The whole interaction was just kind of weird. So weird. So he might have been a vampire or some other immortal entity. Yeah, so I'm convinced I've met a vampire. Well, I was what I forget what it was. I think it was The Simpsons or something. I've only seen like I haven't seen a lot of Simpsons. Yeah, I don't watch The Simpsons fair. either. But there was an episode where Bart sold his soul. Oh dear. They like wrote it on a piece of paper, like as a joke or something. I might be thinking of a totally different cartoon, by the way. 
And then none of the sliding doors would open for him. He's like freaking out. He's like, I need my soul back. I want to say soul to soul to Millhouse. Oh. <laughs> but I could be wrong. I don't know. I haven't really watched a lot of Simpsons. Come back to that. Yeah. Anyway, now that we've prattled on for m many Way minutes. Way too long. Sorry, y'all. I would like to say that if you can like and rate us, uh, rate us and comment on our iTunes. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. That would be really helpful. Uh, you can find us most places where podcasts are cast. Um, many of those links are at linktr.ee slash OOPP. You can also find them at ouroddpodpodcast.com. We got Patreons. We got everything. We got Instagram. One day I'll get back to posting on those. I have a Twitter. I was doing really good for like a day and a half on Twitter. I set a goal for myself. I'm like five tweets a day. Because I looked up, like, what's the best amount of tweets to send per day or whatever? Oh, well, I suck at all things social media. Maybe when my brain gets back in the right headspace. Um, but anyway, uh, you absolutely do not have to support our Patreon. But if you're interested, you can go over and check out what we have to offer. Um, if you like our intro and outro music, DarrenCurtisMusic.com. I actually just used another one of his songs in a video that I made. The video I... Uh, for my Twitch channel. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's just me remembering to do the spiel at the beginning like we said we were going to. All right. Well, let's get into it. All right. Let's get into it. What are we talking about? We're talking about the Mothman. Right. The Mothman was born in Sussex, New England. God damn it. <laughs> to uh, Charlene and Henry Mothman. Yeah. Charlene and Henry. <laughs> um, all right. Go ahead. Let's hear about the Mothman. You, this is your episode, right? Yeah, well, he went to school in... Uh, Mothganistan. Mothganistan. Um, where he became the leader of the student union. And he ran a series of debates. Mm-hmm. They say he was a master debater. Just really good. It was something about his red eyes. <laughs> oh, but we are talking about the Mothman, and it's actually my episode. One day I'll stop doing that joke. But for now, it's still funny. Um, so, full disclosure. Researching the Mothman is literally, it's just like a series of reading the exact same stories over and over again. That's okay. Like, to say that Mothman is so cemented in like our folklore and has kind of become like this legend, there's really not a lot of like... So it's really just like one mothman legend it's not like a bunch of them no there are a few and there are some that are there mothman's actually connected to another legend that we're going to talk a little bit about okay um but as far as like the well-known sightings of the mothman uh there's not there's, there's not like the lot. same few over and over again okay it's like a i was expecting more like personal accounts to be able to find more personal accounts yeah but I did that with the black-eyed children, and I didn't find much. It's really an exercise of sifting through the same stories over and over again to try to find, like, the personal accounts. But if you have a... I wish I... I wish... We know somebody who had a mom. Kendall man. was in town because I would have got him over here to tell his story. Um, I'm not going to tell his story without his permission, but... You'll have to get him to send you, like, a voice memo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, let's talk about the Mothman. But isn't it like the Mothman is like one town's like whole thing, right? Yeah. The Are we going to get into that? Uh-huh. Okay, cool. 
Hold on, we'll just wait. Actually, we need to go to this town. Oh, absolutely. Specifically in September. You'll see why. I'm free in September. Which one? Yeah, well, in West Virginia folklore, Born and raised. the Mothman is a creature reportedly seen in the Point Pleasant area from November 15th, 1966 to December 15th, 1967. Okay. And I just said 15 like it was two different numbers. Did you know? November 15th to December 15th. <laughs> um. Anyway, so a month. This, this, or was, this was the 60s. A year and a month. Yeah, the six, late 60s. Okay. The first Mothman sightings happened in 1966 in the state of West Virginia, like I just said, near the small town of Point Pleasant. Did I just say the same thing twice? Yeah, but that's okay. Keep going. Anyway, on November 12th, and this is ironic because my last episode... On November 12, 1966, five gravediggers in the nearby town of Clendenin reported seeing a shadowy figure fly over their heads. The figure was roughly humanoid, but mostly concealed by the shadows of nearby trees. Three days later, two young couples reported to police that they had been chased by a black figure with a 10-foot wingspan oh and glowing red eyes while driving in their car near Point Pleasant. So... We have two sightings of humanoid figures, one with a huge 10-foot wingspan. Yes. All right. So Mothman was first mentioned in the press by the Point Pleasant Register on November 16, 1966. The headline read, Couple Sees Man-Sized Bird Creature Something. (laughs) I love it. Sometime later, an anonymous newspaper copy editor from Ohio would dub him Mothman. Or it, them. They were like, that's not good. Yeah. That's not a good headline. It's literally, couple C, man-sized bird, dot, 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 creature, dot, 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 something. (laughs) Powerful. Powerful journalism. It's a work in progress. (laughs) Mothman really rolls off the tongue, though. Mothman. No, 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 no. Locals were convinced the Mothman dwelled in an old nuclear power plant that lay vacant on the outskirts of town. You think it was like... The fly situation, but with a moth. Like a teleporter? Yes. Maybe. Nuclear. Well, the area was once home to a top-secret government nuclear testing facility. Could the Mothman be some winged mutation born as a result of the radiation from those tests? Absolutely, and I need no further evidence. Probably not. Nope. But it is as good a theory as any. Needless to say, the imaginations of the local populace ran wild creating a legend that persists to this day. Persists. That was was a really hard one for me. Persists. You sound like me. Remember being off on you? Maybe. Just having like a day, I guess. So I know that sounds like the closing line of a podcast, but we still have a ways to go. Let's do it. Um, I'm ready. Why are we so obsessed with the Mothman? Well, an obsession with cryptids is something that goes way back throughout our history. I think we can agree that we've been that we've long been obsessed with Bigfoot and Nessie. And while the first alleged Nessie sighting was in 565 AD. Really? Yes. I didn't realize and that. legends of Bigfoot or Yeti type creatures pop up throughout the ages in indigenous folklore on many continents. Really? Yeah, like Yetis and like uh remember the local Himalayan? Yeah. Um I forget what they called him, but like they have legends of those types of creatures like that kind of go back a ways, you know? 
I guess I just like didn't realize. Now the first Bigfoot sighting was also sometime in the '60s, but Bigfoot type creatures uh, popped up in folklore like well before that. Wow. Um, the Mothman, however, is a truly modern and wholly American in origin, at least myth. So Mothman is at the very least American. He starts off that way anyway. Put that on the flag. (laughs) Yeah, can we just put Mothman like where the these colors don't where the stars go? Um. Anyway, or all the stars are tiny Mothman. These cryptids don't run. These cryptids don't run. Uh, happy Moth of July. Moth of July. So the Mothman has been spotted across the United States countless times, or times that we very much can count. (laughs) <laughs> based on the research that I did. At least five times. So some say it is a harbinger of tragedy. Others believe it to be an alien life form. Okay. And still many others think that it is nothing more than a hoax or at the very least a product of mass hysteria. Whatever the case, the Mothman has become embedded in our society as a kind of pop culture icon. And even... um if I'm not mistaken, Mothman is now kind of like a pride icon. Really? Uh-huh. I did not realize that. To figure that one out. Which why I didn't uh why I didn't mention that, like go into further detail, I'm not sure, but let me just quickly because I feel like that I needs need elaboration. To, I need to know. So um I'm gonna pull my information from a BuzzFeed article. That's- as good a source as any. By Mr. John Paul Brammer, who Big is a fan. BuzzFeed contributor. Big fan. Do you actually know who that is? Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, and there's a giant picture right over a lot of the words. What is happening? <laughs> so, okay, basically, the moth, we in the Mothman fandom have come to think of him as a mascot for the absurd, the misunderstood, and the queer. His ascent is similar to that of the gay Babadook, a phenomenon that took over Pride season this year. Okay. For the uninitiated, he was the creature in the top hat with long claws whom you might have seen voguing in parades across the country. So as the world around us seems to descend into political and environmental chaos, Mothman, Mothman and his motley crew of monsters have become queer icons, much to some people's confusion, but their rise makes perfect sense when we look at our histories. I love that. And these are all, this, everything I'm reading is a quote from this guy's article. So he says, where I'm from, a small town in the middle of nowhere, the gay man was the boogeyman. Yeah. He was constantly waiting to prey upon the hapless straights in their locker rooms, salivating at the prospect of converting them to the gay dark side with his bite. All things evil and, <laughs> <laughs> All things evil and repulsive were his domain. Report cards, emotions, curfews, and books, to name a few. All these things were gay because they were bad. And having grown up in a small town... In the 90s, in the South, 100%. I understand that sentiment because, like, you know, people referred to things with that word, just like things they didn't like or that were bad, you know? Uh, So if you're suspected of being gay, you are met with proverbial torches and pitchforks. He says, I was one such suspect, singled out for my swishiness, my lisp, and my admission that I kind of enjoyed Breakaway by Kelly Clarkson. which he says was a major tactical blunder. Um, but basically, uh, there, 
connecting with like the misunderstood and yeah, like no, the, I. 100% understand and I love it. That's really cool. I didn't know that Babadook had been in I there. remember the Babadook being the gay icon one year. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think it was last year, but I think it was the year before last. But like, love that. Yeah, that's great. What a wonderful way. I'm pretty sure. What's today? 29th? Mm, is it? Oh, well, this episode's going to come 29th. out. This episode's going to come out, uh, I think the first. The second. Second. Unfortunately, I'm not going to make it for the end of Pride Month, but oh, you know Pride what? Pride will be over by the time this goes out. But as We're a, proud all year round, so. But as a fitting end to the month of Pride, you get like that little lesson as to why cryptids are... I'm here for Basically, it. they're misunderstood and vilified. Yeah. Um, well, we can be proud all year round. I'm here for it. Let's do this. Okay. Moving on. Nice little side note. Thank yeah. you, BuzzFeed, for that quick filler of uh, information. Okay, let's get into a little more detail about the event, events surrounding various Mothman sightings. I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready. So in 1967, after a string of Mothman sightings in and around Point Pleasant, tragedy struck. Remember I said people believe Mothman was like a harbinger of tragedy. Yeah. On December 15th, the silver bridge that crossed over the Ohio River, and I also want to point out that December 15th is the last reported sighting of the Mothman. Ever? In Point Pleasant. Oh. Between the years of November 15th, 66, and December 15th, 67. Oh, he moved. So on December 15th, 1967, the silver bridge that crossed over the Ohio River and connected Point Pleasant to Galap Gallipolis, Ohio... Probably didn't say that right. Galapolis. Gave way under the weight of rush hour traffic and collapsed. Oh, wow. The accident killed 46 people and two of the bodies were never found. So not only is that insane and That's terrifying. Like, like an actual tragedy. It also taught me that West Virginia and Ohio are have a border, which I did not previously know because I guess geography is just not my strong suit. Wait. I had to look on a map. I was like, that can't be right. <laughs> Ohio and West Virginia? Yeah. Oh. West, uh, Ohio's further, it's further east than I give myself, than yeah, I allow yeah. myself to think. I guess it's right next like, to... I went to Ohio. Oh, it's, it's probably like Kentucky, Ohio, West Virginia. Probably. When I lived in Maryland, I went to Ohio, like drove to Ohio to visit. So like I know <laughs> it's at least close-ish. Close-ish. Anyway... The tragedy was blamed on a faulty I-bar suspension chain as well as poor maintenance, but that would mean very little to the conspiracy theories that would emerge. We don't need facts when it comes to conspiracies. Having a pre-existing interest in extraterrestrial life and other paranormal activity, John Keel wrote a book titled The Mothman Prophecies. His book claimed the bridge collapsing and the Mothman sightings were connected. Strangely enough, following the bridge collapse, despite a few reports that popped up here and there, the Mothman sightings almost completely ceased after the December 15th tragedy. Where did he go? Uh, I guess we'll find out. Pens and needles. Our true believer, Mr. Keel, did not believe this was a coincidence. He'll keel over in his grave. In his book, he stated his belief that the Mothman sightings in Point Pleasant were actually premonitions about the collapsing bridge. Keel had other fanciful findings written in his book, 
the Mothman's connection to UFOs and the Men in Black were amongst them, but we really owe him for cementing the legacy of the Mothman. Really? Because without him, it may never have grown from local legend to superstar cryptid. His book published in 1975 renewed interest in the creature itself. Okay. I'm going to have to read this book. One day I'll start reading the books before I write the podcast, but you know, <laughs> here we are. When, when such times allow. Right. Eventually, in 2002, the book would become a movie starring Richard Gere. Wait, there's a whole movie about this? Uh-huh. Can we watch the movie? Sure. It's called The Mothman Prophecies, and it has, I mean, oddly enough, Richard Gere, but... I don't know who that is. He's the guy from Pretty Woman. He's like the man from Pretty Woman. Never seen Pretty Woman. It's like a white Buddhist guy from Hollywood. I don't know. I know just who you're talking about. Anyway, that was actually the first time I had heard about The Mothman was when that movie came out. Really? In 2002, yeah. Huh. So I think it's safe to say that the movie was responsible for fully bringing the Mothman into the mainstream. Well, I feel like I never heard about Mothman, and then like sometime in like 2017, it was all Mothman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I actually know why. Hold on. 2017? Yeah, it, like around that time. It's an interesting year. We'll find out why. Okay. Um, that's kind of like uh, Slender Man, mm-hmm. except like the Mothman was an actual legend. Slender mm-hmm. Man is just something that was made up on Reddit, and then enough people talked about it to where it became like an actual urban legend. Did you yeah. know that? Yeah. Well, it had like its own movie. Yeah, like there's no, there was no Slender Man sightings in the past. Like it was completely fabricated on Reddit. It's it's funny to think about that. Like one day. In the very like far future, mm-hmm. that they're be talking about Slenderman as like a cryptid. Yeah, and they'll be like, way back many years ago in the year two thousand and fourteen or whatever. I don't yeah, know. in twenty fourteen. Um. Also, when memes were all across the internet. It's funny how that works. And actually, there was an episode of a TV show I watched where, um, the internet made up like a folklore story about that but the all the energy put into the stories and people starting to believe them actually manifested the ghost that they were talking about really became real because it's like creepypastas yeah oh and my next example there's a person that i like uh he's on a D show that i watch um his name is chris straub he wrote a creepypasta about an old children's television show that used to come on yeah and it got out into the internet and all of a sudden there's like all these threads of people like remembering seeing like these false memories of like this false show. memories of seeing this tv show i feel like and, i know exactly what you're talking about yeah people i forget what it was called what the tv show was called but like i bet if i like saw that fake image that was associated with it i would be like yeah it's, I've, uh, I've also seen that candle cove or something like yeah. that yeah yeah it was crazy because wow. when I first ex- when I first encountered it, it was on one of those like, "Hey, do you remember this show?" threads. Yeah. And then looking for Every- more information, everyone's like, "Yeah, I fucking remember that." Yeah, and then looking for more information, I realized that actually Chris had written it himself, and oh, I was like, "Oh shit, crazy. I know that guy." Like, you him. find like the creepy pasta account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. That's like the the Russian sleep experiment that's always going around. Mm-hmm. Like. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Everyone thinks it's real, but it's actually just like a creepy like pasta. Like a creepy pasta, yeah. 
Some creepy pastas are really good, man. Oh man, some of them fuck me up. I used to listen to them when I was driving at night home from your house. Yeah, no, I used to do the same thing. Thoroughly creep myself out and at three a.m. driving. Yeah, and like to and from work. I used to fall asleep, which explains why I am the way that I am. Fall asleep listening to creepy pastas. Or I don't know if you know this specific sensation, but driving the back, driving an ambulance in the back roads of Louisiana, listening to creepy pastas, just like a very specific sensation. Yeah. Anyway, not quite the same experience, but I got you. Got a little off track there, ramble, but you know ramble, that's ramble. okay. <laughs> I don't think it's surprising to learn that the Mothman prophecies brought a lot of attention to the town of Point Pleasant, especially after the film's release. Tourism skyrocketed. There is an annual Mothman festival that started in 2002. Apparently, it can draw as many as 12,000 visitors per year, and we have to go. Well. I want to go. According to mothmanfestival.com. <laughs> <laughs> Great website. The Mothman Festival is an annual event held every third weekend in September that commemorates the 1966 Point Pleasant, West Virginia Mothman sighting, which gave birth to the famous red-eyed winged legend. People from all over the world gather around our charming Main Street to celebrate their favorite cryptid during this one-of-a-kind event. So... That's awesome. So we should do that in September and then Salem in October. Yes. Let's do that. There's also a 12-foot metal statue of the creature by the sculptor Bob Roach. Bob Roach, Mothman. That's pretty funny. The statue was installed in 2003 and serves as a pretty damn popular attraction. In 2005, the Mothman (laughs) Museum and Research Center was opened. Sounds like they have like a whole Mothman like city. It's everything. Mothman is everything in Point Pleasant, I'm pretty sure. What? That's like their one uh, (laughs) tourist and grab. Um, No. No disrespect to them. They're killing it. Do it. You got a whole museum dedicated to Mothman and they've only got five stories. The Mothman Museum and Research Center. Mad respect. It contains the largest collection of props and memorabilia from the movie The Mothman Prophecies. You can read rare historical documents from Mothman eyewitnesses that provide personal accounts of what they experienced on the night of November 15th, 1966. I thought there was just going to be like trinkets from like the people that saw Mothman. Like here is their button that was on their coat. This is a napkin they used at the diner. Where they saw the Mothman. Yeah. This is uh, the air filter from the car they were driving. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mothman has breathed this air. Breath this air. Breathe this air. He has breathed the fuck out of this air. They also have rare press clippings and photographs of the Silver Bridge disaster and a plethora of other scary winged goodness. Scary winged goodness. It's just a bunch of flying roaches. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't want to go anywhere. Now, Mothman sightings were not contained to West Virginia or despite it being an American cryptid, the United States. In fact, sightings of the Mothman have allegedly occurred all over the world. Well, when you think about it, global tra- or global uh, traveling is like a lot more popular now. It's it's mm-hmm. logical to believe that Mothman has been able to travel. That's fair. He's probably on a plane. Yeah. There's one uh, 
one season of the Adventure Zone from the um, McElroy brothers, the Mothman could shapeshift. So yeah, so like anyway, it's fine. Some people believe the Mothman was at Chernobyl prior to the well-known disaster. Really? Yes. On April 26, 1986, when a young Billy was almost one years old. Wait, when, when was Chernobyl? April 26, 1986. <laughs> I, I know you said that. My brain didn't register it. I didn't realize that was so not that long ago. Yeah, right? It's kind of weird. Where's Chernobyl? Uh, I always Russia. Knew. Russia. So on, oh. on April 26, 1986, in the Soviet Union, and it's weird to think that the Soviet Union was still a thing in 86, um, the world's worst nuclear disaster occurred when an explosion took place during a routine systems test of Reactor 4 at the Chernobyl nuclear plant. The nearby town of Pripyat, served as a base for the first responders, but was later evacuated due to the presence of harmful radiation. Yeah. So in the days leading up to the Chernobyl disaster, several of the workers in the control room of the nuclear power plant in northern Ukraine, it's in Ukraine, not Russia, <laughs> uh, claim to have seen the creature that is known as the Blackbird of Chernobyl. But they think that's Mothman. Reportedly, a bizarre winged creature was seen flying over the town on numerous occasions. A few workers at Chernobyl also allegedly saw the same creature hovering over the plant. Even stranger, those who claimed to have seen the creature were reportedly plagued by nightmares and harassed by incessant threatening phone calls thereafter. Wild. Many claimed the creature resembled a man-like bird with red eyes, and some came to refer to it as the Blackbird of Chernobyl. But was the Blackbird of Chernobyl the same creature as the one seen prior to the Silver Bridge disaster? Or was it, as some have suggested, merely a rare black stork? It's gotta be Mothman. I'm just saying, the description is pretty fucking similar. It's exactly the same. Yeah. It's not similar. It's the same. No. I'm about to blow your mind. Okay? I'm ready. There are also reports that the Mothman made an appearance on 9-11. What? When I'm sure you know, unless you've been living under a rock, planes struck two of the World Trade Center buildings. I'm aware. I was in third grade. Following the terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center on September 11, 2001, rumors emerged that witnesses reported seeing a large crane-like figure in the vicinity of the towers five days prior to the attack. It had been 31 years since any sightings of Mothman in North America. But he's back. On the day of the horrific attack, Mothman was reported to have appeared again, some claiming they could see his face through the clouds of smoke and debris. Ooh, I have chills. Now, from 2011 to 2017, at least 55 people reported seeing the Mothman in Chicago. In fact, Wednesday, August 9th, 2017, along North Lakeshore Drive, a married couple were walking at around 9.20 p.m. when they saw a winged form swoop from the sky and eventually fly toward them. So, quote, Then suddenly, the large winged being slowing descended in front of them, no more than 25 feet away. It hovered about 5 feet above the sidewalk with its wings spread open. 
as it peered at the couple with large, bright red eyes that slowly altered back and forth in intensity. Ooh, I several, like that. Several people on the other side of the street, including a delivery van driver, reacted with screams and frightened yelps. The winged being hovered for 10 seconds, then quickly pulled the wings into its body and shot up quickly into the night sky. Did they not just see like Jeepers Creeper? I just realized this wasn't a quote from the couple, but from some Some delivery guy. Yeah. <laughs> Why are they out delivering so late? That's a great question. It's only 9.20. 9.20? I don't know how they get down in Chicago. I also don't know how they get down in Chicago. Freakishly enough, another sighting of Mothman was noted at the site of a bridge collapse at rush hour on August 1st, 2007. So I've gone back in time. I'm another sorry. bridge collapse? Yeah. A bridge on Interstate 35 in Minneapolis, Minnesota gave way at, the, at its center. 13 people died and nearly 145 people were injured in its fall. Oh my goodness. Reports trickled in that a Mothman-like figure started appearing near the bridge about a month prior to its collapse. Skeptics dismissed the creature as a large heron or crane, but some Mothman believers began to theorize that Mothman could possibly be a paranormal entity rather than a cryptid. Oh, weird. Could he have arrived to warn of the impending danger? Or was he present to prepare for the bridge's collapse? He's like one of God's uglier angels. He's like one of those like uh, dark tourist um, time travelers. Okay. <laughs> Which is a thing that I'll need to do an episode on, apparently. What? Dark? Say it again? Like time travelers appearing in photos right before disasters. Oh, yeah. We talked about that with... Um... The one... Um... Which episode was it? I forget what it was called now, but it was... Project Pegasus? Yeah, Project Pegasus. So on April 10th, 2009, residents of La Junta in the Mexican state of Chihuahua began noticing a strange creature in their midst. He was very tall and hairy with two expansive wings and wide bloodshot eyes. <laughs> One young student even reported that the creature chased him relentlessly. Those were 15 minutes of maximum despair, said the student who chose maximum to remain. Maximum despair. That is very dramatic. Who chose to who remain. Lived. Who chose to remain anonymous during the interview. Can you imagine being chased by a scary monster for 15 minutes? No. You can I run, but can. you can't hide, bitch. I can. I can't run for two minutes. I'm saying. My, I would have been eaten by moth. I don't know. Does Mothman eat people? I don't see. There were places that discussed the diet of Mothman, but in the interest, <laughs> in the interest of sticking with like sightings and stuff that we actually know or have like witnesses of, the facts. Like nobody's gonna know if Mothman was real, which I highly doubt. We haven't found a Mothman with like undigested food in his. Nobody's stomach. gonna know what fucking Mothman. Eats. Well, I sat down and talked to him, and I've got the inside scoop. Mothman, what's in your wallet? Can Mothman even speak English? Does Mothman even have a wallet? Probably not. I don't know. Does Mothman have pants? Does he have an what ID? If Mothman is just Jeepers Creepers. That's what I was thinking, though, with like the the account. Like, oh, here's this guy. He was hovering above us. Yeah, it did have a very Jeepers Creeper thing. Swap out his eyes from red to yellow, you got Jeepers Creepers. Where'd you get them peepers? 
It's too bad the um person who made that movie is a horrible piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Because I would have loved to have, you know. Can we just remake those films? Really found out what the fuck was going on. Yeah, I refuse to watch the third one. It's okay. I found out after. Okay. I still don't know. So it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, on April 10th, 2009, I said that way, way back. Hold on. It was during this time that the area began to see a rise in swine flu cases tied to the ongoing 2009 outbreak. Two other witnesses by the names of Angela Mendez and Viviana Ledesma claimed to have heard the creature in an apple orchard near Minyaka Cemetery. Sounds quaint. Some believers theorize that the creature terrifying the residents of Chihuahua was in fact the Mothman. First of all, how can you report to have heard a creature that no one knows what they hear like what they, what they hear like, what no they sound ever, like. No one's ever made any kind of reference to what Mothman sounds like. Maybe he was up standing, until this very moment. Maybe he was standing in the orchard going, Mothman. Why does he sound like a goat? Mothman. <laughs> Mothman. Why does he sound like a goat? Why not? Mothman. Mothman. I don't know. I don't know what moth he's, vocal he's, cords are like. He's not a Pokemon. You don't know that. Mothman. He's like the what, what's the moth Pokemon? There's a couple. Anyway, another couple reported to have found a Kakuna. No, I'm just That's kidding. That's a Pokemon. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so more recently, in 2020, a petition was created to replace Confederate statues with the Mothman. We were all very bored during lockdown. Yes, which <laughs> I don't know. I'm I support. here for it. Can we put him in like a little Mothman military uniform? Because that would be Please. hilarious. Um, so this myth has continued to grow into legendary status. I'm here for it. But I mean, does the Mothman really exist? After yeah. all, yeah. Go ahead. No, he does. Okay. Yes, well, dear. In our hearts, at least. Because if you ask the Mothman into your heart, then when you die, you can go to Mothman Heaven. <laughs> there are plenty of potential alternate explanations moving directly <laughs> on from the blasphemy uh, for the original Point Pleasant sightings. For example, early reports frequently referred to the Mothman as bird-like, there was a specific fixation on its red eyes. Do birds have red eyes? In fact, some local science type people. Science type people. The non-common folk. Well, the one with the big brains. I like to refer to them as science type people because I don't know. You can call someone a scientist till you're blue in the face, but does that really make them a scientist? I'm a scientist. Okay. Of the caffeination variety. I'm a mixologist. In fact, some local science type people thought it might just be a big ass heron. Now, I, yeah, I like it if they were to describe it as just a big ass heron. B A H. A ba. Not just basic housing allowance. Big ass heron. Now, a gentleman by the name of Dr. Robert L. Smith of West Virginia University. Not Will Smith? No, Robert L. Smith. Of West Virginia University. I just want any reason to plug Will Smith into an episode. Had a more specific theory. 
He believed the locals had seen a large sandhill crane. Oh. This bird just so happens to have a 10-foot wingspan, as well as red markings around its eyes. I don't like how neatly that fits into the description. So, while the sandhill crane is not native to West Virginia, they do occasionally make their way into the state. Why? I don't know. In fact, the host from Mystery Web Series Storied from PBS discovered that 28 sandhill cranes were spotted in West Virginia from January 2017 to August 2019. Mm-hmm. That is not a large number over the course of two years, but it is enough to create the possibility of that having been what the locals of Point Pleasant saw during the initial Mothman sightings. How's that for a sentence? I don't believe it. I'm not asking you to. I'm t- <laughs> <laughs> choosing not to believe it. Some went a little overboard on the Sandhill Crane theory and theorized that toxins from the aforementioned abandoned nuclear testing site had caused the bird to mutate. Oh my goodness. Apparently, this would account for the glowing eyes. In the well, interest. Maybe like eyes, like uh, alligators glow when you shine lights on them, like they're reflective. I'm so glad you said that. Ooh. In the interest of making a list of culprits, what other giant bird with glowing eyes might fit the bill? A flying alligator. Maybe owls? <laughs> <laughs> These night birds, despite their smaller sizes, some are pretty big, I guess. Owls can get huge. Can have larger than expected wingspans, as well as eyes that glow when caught in the light. That's smart. So it's entirely possible that a large owl might have scared a few residents on the night the Mothman legend was born. And they're just like exaggerating. The owl's been 10 feet. I hit 10 foot wingspan. <laughs> I don't know, man. Honestly, the real culprit is probably a simple case of mass hysteria. Mass hysteria is a phenomenon that occurs when a group of people experiences some disturbance of the nervous system. Well, we talked about that in the Area 51 episode. Causing an unconscious response. Mass hysteria is actually a pretty commonly recurring thing throughout history, but it can usually be attributed to urban legends or folklore. Uh, For example, someone experiences an unusual or unexplained event and other people play into it. Eventually, they all pretty much believe it. It's a pretty normal psychological reaction. Well, that's like uh, like when we were talking about aliens and like Area 51 and uh, what happened in Roswell. Mm-hmm. It was like people were telling other people's stories as if they were their own. Oh, yeah. And I guess like eventually just kind of believe that it happened to them. I feel like that's a, a lot that, of people do that. That happens a lot. And like specifically, have you met people who are like one uppers? Yes. They have to have a better story. I'm going to blame them on every case of mass hysteria. (laughs) So, yes, it's possible that a big-ass bird freaked some people out in West Virginia in the 1960s, and the whole town freaked out and created a monster. But, you know, perpetuating the belief that it could have just been a big bird would be beneficial to the Mothman, right? So... Do you think Mothman knows what he's doing? Who's really pulling the strings here? Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 oh. Hey guys, it's me, Mothman. Uh, this is all just hearsay. Don't believe this, uh, this slander against me. 
You shut up. You keep it down over there. <laughs> thought you were going to talk about him. Who? That's Mothman, not Steve. You're going to let him... Just because he's in here doesn't mean we have to, like, talk about him. Let's not talk about the Mothman we have chained up in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> Mothman, mailman, potato, potato. Anyway, maybe you, as you can tell by the fact that I have closed my laptop, that is the end of our episode. That was great. I loved it. It's a little shorter than I hoped it would be, but not too bad. Came out longer than you thought it was going to be. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> You're ridiculous. Well, our neighbors are home. Hey, hello, neighbors. Heidi ho, neighbors. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Maybe you heard their keys jingling. I thought somebody was coming in our door for a second. I don't have my shoes on. Yeah. Delightful. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. That's all I got. Is there anything you would like to contribute or comments, concerns? I don't think so. I really enjoyed that episode. Thank you for that. No problem. It was great. Yeah, I'm pretty amazing. I'll say. <laughs> well, if that's it, um, instead of just sitting here rambling at each other about nothing. We I could do that. We could just end the podcast. So. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for thanks listening. Thanks for listening again. As always, we are the Boneses, and, and we, we are out. out.